can hop off for a little bit, give you some Supercard time, or we can jam, dude. I mean, I've been playing Supercard this whole time anyway. I'm perfectly capable of doing a bunch of things. Or we could play some fucking Emoto, dude. Emoto. <laughs> Emoto-san. You want Emoto. Emoto is a box you emote your emotions into. Like you smile or you hug the box. And your friend who has an Emoto box will receive your emotions. Omoto, bow down to your mechanical overlord. I don't want to like consistently not have John on the cast. I mean, that sounds shitty to our listeners. You know what I mean? Yep. My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. the reason why my eyes are red. I've been All right, welcome to Magic and Hash. Wife was making breakfast of a fried egg for her husband. Suddenly, her husband burst into the kitchen. Careful, careful, put in some more butter. Oh my God, you're cooking too many at once. Too many. Turn them, turn them now. We need some more butter. Oh my God, where are you going to get more butter? They're going to stick. Careful, careful. I said be careful. You never listen to me when you're cooking. Never. Turn them. Hurry. Are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? Don't forget to salt them. You know you always forget to salt them. Use the salt. Use the salt. The salt. The wife stared at him. What the hell is wrong with you? You think I don't know how to fry a couple eggs? The husband calmly replied, I wanted to show you what it feels like to have you sitting next to me while I'm driving. And joining me from Cash Mexile, who do we have? Howdy, homies. It is I, your golden guru. You are my devout disciples. And we are rocking once again here on that bastard time of the week magic and hash central magic and hash central sponsored by comic cola sid do you have anything to say about the sweet sweet sponsor that energizes and and euthanizes oh yes whenever i am in the ashram with uh devout disciples anointing my feet i like them to anoint my feet not with blessed oils but with comic cola it's true that the energy is so powerful that you can absorb it through the thin layer of skin on the bottom of your foot and that helps avoid the nausea side effect that is caused by the mouth consumption of comic cola also you can chop it down into shaved ice and snort it joining us from my favorite pop culture slash movie podcast aside from ours obviously project vcr where directors and producers better have their shit together because our guest is going to praise or pick apart your bullshit slash masterpieces mr longtime friend to magic and hash and true ninja jason roscom how you doing buddy Oh, shit, son. What's happening? You know, I thought this was going to be a big ambush job. I saw Matt Hoover was online on Skype here, and, um, you know, he and I are not on good terms right now. Uh, last time I saw him, we shared a hotel room in Pittsburgh, and I had to see my proctologist and my psychiatrist a lot after that. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad he's not here. Aren't we always glad whenever Matt's not around? <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to the show, Jason. What's up? Um, 
it's been a long time since you and I have fucking podcasted together, man. Whatever since the Dragons of Tarkir fucking preview show, right? Yeah, yeah. When we uh, had you on higher standards. Back in the day when I was still doing that show. So what happened with the higher standards crew? Like, do you still talk to Renee? We love Renee, man. So sexy. Uh, not really. I think, uh, yeah, we just had some philosophical differences and we just kind of parted ways. And I saw her once at an event after that. And uh, I mean, I tried to be friendly, but uh, I don't think she was having it. But I mean, I have no hate there. Just, uh, you know, we, we decided to part ways. And We used to be on Card Confidants uh, until they actually listened to an episode. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I guess you said... Uh, dick or bitch too many times for that so i understand like i said philosophical differences you know they they have a different way of looking at the world over there which you know it's fine if you're into that sort of thing me personally i like i like to say fuck shit cock ass bitch cunt all the time so oh shit i love this guy hold please sorry i've had a lot to drink tonight <laughs> we seem to be having an issue with tim i don't know what the hell's going on over there Dude, Tim's always up to some shit, dude. You know, he'd be thirst trapping all the time. So uh, when a man thirst traps that much, you have to expect a little bit of drama in the fallout. Uh, every once in a while, a chick's got a wiener. And, you know, like, you can't help but think that that could cause some problems, especially, you know, with the neighbors. And you never know, you never know, like a woman could have an Adam's apple just kind of like as a growth or a goiter. So you really, if you see that, you almost don't want to just be like, no, you want to like give her the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. What are you guys drinking tonight? Well, over here, I'm drinking the uh, the Flying Fish Brewing Company's Grand Crew. It's their winter reserve. Flying Fish Company, their brewery is actually, I don't know, a quarter of a mile from my house. So that's pretty awesome. Shout out, represent. As for me... I'm drinking diesel fuel and Comet Cola on the rock. Are you banging seven gram rocks, Sid, like we do? Actually, the nine gram rocks were on sale, so I picked a few of those up today. Sid and I, we take drop shots, gasoline, 94 octane gasoline into uh, some amaretto. That was some fucking wild nights, man. It was my the bachelor, liquor of love, man. My bachelor party. And um, I'm divorced currently, so thanks for that, Sid. <laughs> yeah, no problem. If we had Comet Cola back then, you'd probably still be married, I would think. In this hotel room with you and Matt Hoover, I can only imagine the diddling that happened because he's got like 18 kids, right? He can't keep it in his pants. I know, man. That dude is shooting like a motherfucker. Yeah, he coughs on a woman and she's pregnant, so you got to stay clear when uh, whenever Matt Hoover's in the area. But, you know, we still love him. I wouldn't even sit on that toilet seat if I shared a room with him. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Though, uh, fun fact, I shared uh, the hotel bed with another dude, and it wasn't Matt Hoover. So think about that one for a while. All right. <laughs> Kill the suspense, Jason. That was my boy, Bernard Liberati. It was uh, four of us in, in the room. This was for GP Pittsburgh last year. And, you know, Matt was there. My boy Bernard was there. And another friend of ours, uh, Matt, was there. So. So did that GP totally suck because Matt wanted me and Ryan and Ruben to go to that shit so much. And I was like, there's no fucking way. That was like November of 2015, right? I thought it was uh, I thought it was early spring or late winter in 2016. I thought it was like February time frame. I thought it was in 15, but my memory is fucking cloudy. I'm 
40 now, so it's everything's just a blur at this point. Welcome to my life, bro. I'm three blunts deep. Blur <laughs> nice. is how I live my life. Wake and bake, right, Sid? Fuck yeah, dog. Every morning. Yeah, well, my work Every morning test, like so. Sugar Ray, motherfucker. Fun fact, too. My work drug tested me twice within a span of two weeks recently. So, you know, just in case I decided to cut loose a little bit after that first test, no, they got me again with a random drug test. You should be in the clear for a while now, man. At least to do some coke. That shit's out of your system in three days. Oh, is it? Oh, shit, man. I gotta get on that. So do you still go to the GPs, Jason? Are you still playing Magic even? Nah, man. Honestly, I haven't been in the competitive Magic scene since about March of 16. It was the the last pack of Magic I bought was uh, whatever the uh, the second set in Battle for Zendikar was. Drawn, or whatever both that of was. the Gatewatch. Both of the Gatewatch. So yeah, that was the, the last, the, my last hoorah in competitive Magic, at least for the time being. I just realized I had been spending way too much time uh, with Magic the Gathering between the podcast, playing three to four nights a week at my LGS, going to GPs, going to PTQs and, and all that shit. And it, it was adding up and I just realized I'm spending way too much time and way too much money on this. And I just I had to kind of pull back cold turkey for a while. But yeah, I mean, I'm still playing casually here and there. I was actually at my LGS yesterday during the pre-release. I, my son wanted to play in it, so I dropped him off. Let him play in the pre-release. I hung out, talked to some guys, even bought a couple of singles. So I'm not completely out of it. Are you playing Magic with your son on a regular basis? Yeah, yeah, we'll still play. I'll still give him advice. He's He's got this Magic Club at his school that he goes to every week. You know, I try to help him out there. We donate a lot of cards to the, the club he has there. I just changed jobs recently, and one of my new co-workers, he plays Magic, and we've been playing some kitchen table modern lately at work. It hasn't been too bad. I remember when you first came around on the scene, just reading the inspirational article, I believe it was on MTG Bro Deals, about how Magic the Gathering really helped your family get through a really tough time, man. And I'm really happy to hear that you're still playing Magic, because I feel like even though the competitive scene can be kind of cool, it's not very flashy, but we're working on that. Just the fact that it's something you can do with your family and just something that you can do with your friends and make memories with makes it a really special game. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. You know, I kind of want to get back to those days where it is just you and your buddies hanging out and just playing for fun and not just, like, fucking cutthroat magic at, at, at the local GPT or PPTQ or, fuck, even at FNM sometimes at my local game store, these guys are just fucking cutthroat, and it's like, why, you know? Fuck, man, we're just here to play, just here to have fun, and you guys are getting all goddamn serious for what? For a fucking five-pack prize pool? Come on. Yeah, I've seen guys yell at kids at, at like, pre-releases and shit, and it's like, bro, like, this is where they learn the cards. Yeah, and I think that's what happened, you know, I think I realized that I had just gotten so far away from that time when it was just me and my buddies playing with fucking 100-card decks, just having a good time, not really giving a shit about who won or who lost, just having fun in the process, and, you know, I, I wanted to, to rediscover that, I guess. And just step away from all this competitive bullshit. Do you think you moved away from it because you want to be more in the family presence? But if, as your kids get older and they get into magic, you might cut back towards the magic scene? I, I, I guess I could see that. My son, he's he still plays all the time. He wants to do these pre-releases. He wants to do FNMs. But, um, yeah, I mean, if they, if they want to get into it, then I'll certainly help them. 
I don't know how much I personally will get back into it as far as competitive magic goes, but eh, you never know. I'll never say never. Even when I stopped playing in March, I never said, fuck this game. I'm never coming back because I know better. It's got its hooks in you. You can't, you can't get away from it. It's like know. World of Warcraft or masturbating into 90s porn. You know, it's you can step away for a long time, but once you go back, you realize how much you liked it. I'm telling you, after a recent episode of Magic and Hash, I went back and watched some Emmanuel in space, and my dick looked like a bloated whale by the time I was done with that. Fucking Krista Allen, man. She was hot as shit. Church. <laughs> Staple. What other 90s porn was hot? I mean, we had the um, Hot Springs Hotel, which we, we just uh, you know recently highlighted. I like Red Shoe Diaries. That was a fucking hot one back in the day. Was that actually a porn? Wasn't that like a show on HBO? It was soft corn. It was like they would get naked oh. and like grind against each other. But it like you're like, well, Whoa. here's a hardcore one. You guys remember Nymph with Chasey Lane? <laughs> oh, yeah. How about Sex Commandos? That was like one of the first porns I ever remember seeing where they had a condom. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. Sometimes they wear a condom in porn. I wonder if she has AIDS. <laughs> is it just me or does that like totally kill the mood when you see that yeah it's like uh you stop masturbating to pam anderson porn when you find out she's kind of like hiv ish or whatever the fuck is going on with her yeah what was it like hepatitis or something borderline risky for sure uh funny story that's why chewy doesn't talk to me anymore you know i thought uh i i, I mistakenly thought that you couldn't transmit herpes from dude to dude um, and now Chewie won't talk to me anymore. I heard the Cheeto dust also transfers herpes. Sorry, Chewie. Oh, fuck. You Cheeto-bearded yeah. fuck. So you're saying this is not going to be on MTG Cast? Is that what's going on here? Oh, absolutely not. We've been banned from MTG Cast for like eight weeks now. Oh, I know. I'm just fucking with you. Are you still producing higher standards? Are you involved with that that situation what? there? Not at all, actually. I turned it over to my good friend, Bob Healy, who was he was our third host for a while after Renee left the show. And he wanted to keep it going after I decided to step away. And when I did, Chad did also. But he's been doing a good job keeping it going. He hasn't been producing content every single week. But, you know, if I'll also give him advice. I'll still help him get the show together and post it. I'm, I'm pretty much hands off, though, as far as that goes. Just uh Given advice or any help whenever he asks for it. You're in chats with them to to get them on board with us, right? Or should I should I hit up? Oh yeah, should I hit up Healy? No, no, man, I'll I'll do it. Like right. you know, he and I are close, so you know, I can I can make that happen. Good shit. And uh, John Holen has totally taken over this thing. His uh, web development team has taken full force. We have first designs of an actual website. We have um, mock-ups. We have everything going on. So basically, we're almost ready for beta testing. We are looking 10 times better than anything MTG Cast can provide. And I guess what, Chewy, you're going to be licking a scrotum, a ball sack, and a butthole very shortly. Sorry, right. You just need that alternate destination. So, you know... All of your typical MTG crowd can they can go to cast or whatever, and then you know the people who think a little bit outside the box, people who are a little bit different, they can go to your site. In other news, what are you smoking out of there, Sid? Like a a big fist or like a, a steamroller? Is that your credible or what? That's my incredible, dude. The fucking pipe came for it. The glass bowl, uh, it came so quick with a handwritten thank you letter for me ordering it. Um, you know, Magic and Hash is brought to you every week by Incredible because I smoke that shit and get really stoned. 
And that's how I come up with the savage things that make you laugh. And you can sponsor us by buying lots of comic cola and also going to patreon.com slash magic and hash. Like our handsome, delicious Cajun raging motherfucker up here on our show, Jason Roscom did. And uh, now he's on the show. That could be you, too. If you just give us some fucking money so I can buy more weed to put in this incredible fucking ride. As of right now, I'm the top patron on, on their Patreon. So where the fuck is everybody else? Come on, let's do this. Do you think we enjoy mentioning Jason Roscom every week? Sending him free t-shirts and swag? Yeah, swag, not swag. We send him crappy weed. The weed we're not smoking. And uh, hopefully he peddles it to buy his kids Yu-Gi-Oh cards or whatever the hell they're into. We are having a giveaway coming up. We're going to send a free t-shirt to one of our Patreon members. So sign up while the getting's good. Minimum donation's a dollar. So, I mean, is that worth it? Uh, us carrying on jokes and humor, and then possibly you getting a t-shirt to rep and support us. Where you go? I don't know. Sounds pretty damn good. Walking billboards. Jason Rossing is receiving all the uh, bonuses slash giveaways that we're, we're giving away. Plus, plus, yep. Jason Rossing's amazing. That sultry voice, like, keeps me awake at night. You know, what can <laughs> I do? Yeah, plus, I, I got a flute song tributed to me. Uh, I was promised a hand job next time I see Tim in person, so... You know, it's worth it, guys. Fucking get on it. I don't have to perform the hand job, but if I don't have a FEMA with me, which is going to be highly unlikely, I might have to perform said hand job. Yeah, you promise. So, I mean, I'm getting one regardless. So, whether you bring a chick or you do it yourself, bro, man, it's on. my word. I fucking hate it. I don't you. think Tim's going to have any problem getting you a hand job. Now, it may not be a chick and it may not be him. It might be another dude, you know, but still hand job. Uh, as long as it's not Matt Hoover, for fuck's sake. Fuck, no promises, dude. Matt Hoover is my number one guy to go to for handshop. I, I bet he's your number one guy. So he is actually on Aethercast, which is a, 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 a Tuna Cast production at this point. I don't know what's really going on over at Aethercast, but the uh, Facebook They're a group- semi-annual show, right? Two, yeah. two episodes a year? Actually, we're a bi-annual cast. That's one every two years. Represent. And, How that uh, works? I think I thought Big Tuna is one of his ch- children, and then I did a background check, and I guess Big Tuna is actually like almost forty years old, so it can't be physically his child. But he's actually taking over the Aethercast brand, and he took over the Facebook group, renamed it Aethercast because he's from Canada. So, hey, Meister Hosers, I don't know what's coming from that, but it's gonna be fucking some Wait, silly shit. Are you saying that Big Tuna might be coming out with the podcast? Because that shit would be fresh. Because I'm a total fucking nerd for Big Tuna. Big Tuna uh, took over admin uh, for Aethercast Facebook group, and he kicked. Me and Matt off of the admin privileges, so he controls Aethercast Facebook group now, and he's basically been riddling the group. I think I'm going to go join the Aethercast Facebook group. It's nicknamed Aethercast, so it might be Aethercast or Aethercast. You might have to search both, but um, he's basically been lambasting me and Matt over the last few days. It's It's been pretty wild. Yo, I did meet Big Tuna at that same GP Pittsburgh where Matt violated me in the hotel room. Uh, that is a big motherfucker. And when I say big, he's like seven foot twelve or something like that. Maybe it's just because I'm five six and he's seen that way to me. But goddamn, that is a big motherfucker. Is it like meeting Zangief in real life or something? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, is he recognized me first. He's like, Jason, I look over and I'm like, Holy shit, this fucking giant's calling to me. What the hell's going on? Oh, it's Brayden. What's up, man? 
it's weird when you see people like that on Facebook. You don't see like they're proportionally different, and then you see them in in, in person, and you're like, his head is like three times the size of a normal person's head. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You are in the zombie gaze of the Swami. Look at Swami. He's dazing me right now. It's nice. Swami Lami, Super Lami. What's up, dog? We have some uh, Pro Tour Aether Revolt shit coming up. Who are you going to back? Travis Wu is going to win. Holy Travis shit. Wu. Travis. I didn't even get it out of my mouth. Jason Roscombe, do you have a... Well, question? how could I back anybody else except for the sexual mutton stallion himself? A man who spends 50% of his life in the outdoors only because he's required by responsibility to give other people a chance in nature. The apex predator. Travis. Jason, do you have a pick leading into Aether Revolt? Well, I got to go with my man BBD. You know, the guy's a fucking champ. He he left all those prima donnas over at Star City. And then more recently, Channel Fireball to join TCG. He's a fucking badass. And, you know, he's off to bigger and better things. He's been just kicking ass lately, so I, I got to go with my boy. All right. And then I will have to go with, hmm, I don't even think Kevin Jones is qualified, but somehow I'm expecting him to break into Pro Tour Aether Revolt and do something. You know, he seems like one of those guys that's always on the cusp there, you know, and he just needs that one event to just kind of take him over the top. But, yeah, I can see it. And he's if they would have let him be the fucking captain of the world's team instead of that alleged rapist Owen Turtenwald with his super strict haircut, then perhaps <laughs> the United States could have been hoisting the fucking championship at that tournament. All right, I, that is hearsay. Plus, I heard she was a fat chick, so it doesn't really count, right? It's like she was happy with it. I it heard was- he was a pedophile. I, I heard it wasn't even like a fat chick. I heard it was like a 10-year-old boy, but... Hearsay. That's what I heard. Oh, is it statutory rape? That's kind of different, because rape can mean a lot of things, and I didn't get too many details. But somebody told me that he had uh, participated in a raping, and then I saw him, and I was like, yeah... I'm pretty sure that that's true. So that's why I'm just trying to warn people. Owen Turnwald may rape you, so be careful. So maybe I should take Odin Turnwald as my pick because he's going to rape opponents all the way to the top eight. <laughs> There's no way this is getting on MTG cast ever. Oh, we were on there for until they listened to an episode. Oh, man, they talk about some baby being raped. <laughs> what other podcast doesn't? <laughs> right. Well, you have to remember, well, too. It wasn't that the baby was raped. It was just that the rapist raped the victim so savagely that he got her pregnant. And then the sperm was super savage and waited like a hunter and just fucking jumped into that baby to get the baby pregnant. It wasn't that the baby was raped. It was just that the baby was impregnated. Still a mystery to us why we got kicked off. Now, I do want to revisit this whole Matt Hoover might actually be the father of Braden Defoe because, uh, honestly, his super sperm could have traveled at 88 miles per hour, hit that 1.21 jizzawatts, and then gone back in time and impregnated the mother of Big Tuna. Uh, that is not completely impossible. So uh, The problem is with that situation is getting the mother of Big Tuna up to 88 miles per hour. Now, jizzawatts and whatnot, I mean, you still have to be fucking at that mileage. 
So, I mean, a train, you have to put, like, pump a lot of logs into that. You have to get, like, a steam engine, a diesel truck, something. I don't know. We go to Doc Brown for the commentary. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. But Braden is a big dude. Think of his mom. So what I'm thinking is that fucking Doc Brown and Big and Big Tuna's mom actually tag teamed Matt Hoover in the past using a time machine, in which that process Big Tuna's mom impregnated in the past, and then they went 88 miles an hour to travel back to the future. Great Scott! Great Scott! It's the power of love. That's what that song, That's the Power of Love, is all about, is how fucking Big Tuna was born from some fucking crazy time pumping. I believe it. Einstein was my favorite character in those movies, the dog, because he didn't give a fuck, man. Einstein! Hey, Einstein, where's the dog, boy? Who cares, man? I'll travel the future, I'll go back, whatevs. It must be great to be a dog, you know, you can lick your own balls, you can just fuck whatever you want, whenever you want. And people just look and laugh. YK Scoob, let's get out of here. Ruh, row, reggie. Ruh, row. Yeah. You, you had me at lick my own balls. <laughs> Plus dogs, like, they don't have to work for shit. The only thing is they eat shitty kibble, the same shitty kibble every day, like several times a day. Like, that would be so miserable. Shit, I wish that's all my dog ate. He likes to eat other shit, so. And then I have to smell <laughs> his shit breath. Uh, as he's laying next to me, so yeah. Pull plastic ribbons out of his, his shit the next day. Whatever. That's fine. Crayons. You were a big fan of the Star Wars, the, the newest installment. Are, are we talking Rogue One then? Yeah. I was not the biggest fan of the newest one. And I am, you know, I'm a connoisseur. Hold on, man. No spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. They all die, Sid. Oh, for real? Dude, does Darth Vader die? No, he kills like 10 people. It's the best part of the movie. So let me just tell you about it. Does Yoda die? No, Yoda's not in it. But like some guy looks kind of Okay, then Soul Calibur 4 is still canon then. (laughs) (laughs) Only the Xbox version though. As somebody who like follows the canon of Star Wars, I watched all the like movies the even the cartoon listen to the books like audiobooks at work because i work construction so like that's where i listen to podcasts i listened to a lot of that shit one thing that was lacking was jedi and like i feel like this was a movie more about setting up those movies and it wasn't about a jedi movie but when people go to see a star wars movie they're almost expecting that so it's almost a letdown and that that vader scene was kind of something but i don't know not enough Well, you know, this is Disney exploring the space, you know, they want to see where they can push this universe. It's not it doesn't always have to be about the Jedi. I certainly understand why some people would be upset by not seeing Jedi in this movie. But at the same time, you have to understand that this universe that George Lucas created is a vast fucking universe full of people and only a very, very small fraction of those were actual Jedi. So So you're following the guy who works like the trash chute. Is that in this movie? Is that what's going on? It's like, come could on, be. let's interact with a damn. Well, Jedi. I think that you could com- you could compare that to the Nintendo sixty four game Shadows of the Empire, in which it was a Star Wars based game in the universe, but your character wasn't a Jedi. Dash um, Neither was your enemies, man. Yeah, 
Like, but it was still a totally badass game, but it wasn't over with these hardcore fans because it didn't have any Jedi in it. Me personally, as a casual fan, if they made a movie that was like just about Boba Fett's adventures and there were no Jedi in it whatsoever, I would probably think that movie's the shit. Yep. And I'll give you another more recent example. I've been playing the fucking shit out of Star Wars Battlefront lately. And all that's been is just a bunch of fucking Imperial scrubs against a bunch of rebel scrubs just blowing the shit out of each other. No Jedi to be seen. And it's been a fucking blast. Isn't the best part of that game when you finally do get a Jedi, you get run through and just slaughter like 20 guys, though? No, I fucking... No, I hate that part. Like, I don't even play with, like, the when you can play with the heroes and all that. I don't even do those modes. I just do uh, the straight up, whichever team gets the highest number of kills. Uh, it's so called Blast in Battlefront. You get the blaster dude or whatever, but it's like, I will play a Star Wars genre game to be Obi-Wan Kenobi to be like, fuck all your droid shit, motherfucker. Or, like, Vader, throw my fucking saber into some guys. Shock some shit. Fuck it. Spoken like a true millennial, you want everything right now, you know, you don't want to have to work for anything. Amen. <laughs> it's internet age, man. Why should I wait? Tim's probably taking you calling him a millennial as a compliment right now, man. Thank I you. wouldn't be surprised. You know, he's got this big shit eating grin on his face, you know, it's from eating shit all day. Uh, well, you and my dog have a lot in common. And we have already gotten to the ass to mouth portion of tonight's show. So, Jason, you got to let me know, man. Is ass to mouth acceptable? Apparently, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm kind of an old guy here, so that was not really on the radar. It's certainly not off the table, but it's not an opportunity I've ever been presented with. It shows a girl's devotion, you know, if you sometimes out, you have to seize the opportunity, man. And this, the way you seize that opportunity is tossing that salad, man. You know, whenever <laughs> you're going down there. Right before you start to smash, just toss us out a little bit. You never know what could happen, dude. The first time I got anal was on a toss a salad gamble. All right, all right. Plus, I can respect you, that. If you toss a salad first, there's good chance for ATM ass to mouth because she's like, all right, well, he'll put his mouth there, and then he fucks me in my ass. Fuck it. I'll put my mouth there. Rock on. Yeah, you know, you, you've like just got to present an EV for that, you know, like it's it's just like playing magic. You know, you got to have some kind of value. All right. Fair enough. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. See, now that you're married, you can use that as your birthday present because you have your children as EV. Like, do you want me to keep raising these children? Guess what? Timmy's divorced. I don't know how it happened. But shit happens. Just so you know, I'm laughing my ass off right now. I just had my mic muted. <laughs> I was going to say, bro, I've, I've been married for 16 years. I'd be lucky to get a blowjob on my birthday at this point. So I was married for eight. And uh, when I first married my wife, she was uh, she had just been like lesbian and like was bisexual. So she we'd pick up chicks all the time. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Then we had our kid and she's just like, I just don't have any interest for that anymore. And since we broke up, she hasn't dated or any bullshit. But I mean. I've been tendering up a fucking storm. I don't. I'm whoa, fucking, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just stop. Did you drive your ex-wife to lesbianism? Is that what I'm hearing here? Like, will she not touch any other dudes now after being with you? Is that what I'm hearing? No, she was a lesbian before, and I drove her to the dick. Mm, but it sounds like it didn't last. Uh, but too there long. is a possibility that his wife drove him to faggotism previously on Magic and Ash. <laughs> Previously on Magic and Ash. 
enough flashbacks. I'll be calling the flashbacks. Thank you very much. Remember that time when Sid was lame? Mm? Never happened see. on Magic and Hash. Previously on Cast from Exile. <laughs> Is that show still on? What's that? Hey, can, can I just address Ryan Brahma real quick? Absolutely. Tear For his sure. shit up. Tears you know, cue, cue the evil music. This motherfucker, you know, he and I were always cool. You know, we sometimes busted each other's balls because we didn't see eye to eye on everything. But then as soon as he finds out I voted for Donald Trump, he fucking unfriends me on Facebook and then just completely ignores me from here on out. Like, come on, bro. Really? Beat a male. You're throwing a fucking tent for a tantrum like an eight-year-old girl. Like, okay, grow up. Come on. Sid? Is this what a beta male does? Get him. The fact is, is that Ryan Brommel is just too nice for this savage world, man. I talked about this previously. He's getting left in the dust. The fact is, is that times are changing. We're heading for a future that's a little bit more like Judge Dredd. Citizens in fear of the street. The gun. The gang. One thing fighting for order in the chaos. The men and women of the Hall of Justice. Juries. Executioners. Judges. And uh, Ryan needs to get on that fucking train. The fact is, is that there could be a race war someday. Is he going to try to be on everybody's side? No. He's going to be the first motherfucker to get killed. But what I'm going to do is go over to Jason Roskam's house. He's going to have a lot of fucking pork rinds and shotgun shells. And my ass and my family are going to survive. That would be accurate. You know, I'm in the military. You know, I've got some connections. So I think I'll be all right when uh, when the Civil War comes. Plus, you have like your own army inbred in-house. You have several sons. Like, they're going to grow right up into, like, Carl! Carl! Do you know why there's no gambling in Africa? I don't, Dad. Because there are too many cheetahs. Too many cheetahs, Carl! Why shouldn't you write with a dull pencil? Because it's pointless! I hate you, Dad. Because it's pointless, Carl! I haven't showered in weeks. How do I smell, Dad? Through your nose, Coral! What do you call a fast zombie? A zombie, Coral! Why don't crabs give to charity? Dad, stop. Because they are shellfish! They are shellfish, Coral! I changed my iPod's name to Titanic. Stop, Dad. I changed it to Titanic and it's sinking. Stop it. It's sinking, Coral! From uh, Walking Dead, they're all going to be like eyeless fucking wonders. They're going to be like cowboy hats. Okay. I thought you were going to say the Hitler youth, but that's good too. Hello. Welcome to the Roskam facility. Are you using? What? Are you using? I'm always using, bro. I'm smoking weed. No, are you a Jew? Uh, no, dude. Super white. All right, you may enter. You can work up to that. Wow, this officially just became a fucking episode of Ninjas (laughs) of the Deep Power. (laughs) 
This can't oh, be I thought that's what we were doing. Oh, it'll still be magic and hash. This is going up as episode 12. This savagery is brought to you by Comic Cola and Jason Roscom. Thank you for donating to our Patreon. You're quite well. Hey, you still haven't put out that episode about the scam, right? No, actually, Comet paid me a bunch of money to not even release anything about that shit. So I think as long as the lawsuits don't equal enough, then they're not going to release anything. So they're just going to write it out. Hopefully nothing happens. Good, man. Good. Because I was afraid that I would lose these fat paychecks and the delicious taste of Comet Cola. I feel like Comet Cola is a good endorsement. I took like a sip of one the other day, and I was up for like four days. That's why you haven't heard from me. Whew, that shit is, there's something in that, man. I don't know. It's fucking nuts. Dude, it's crazy. Ever since I got Comet Cola, I haven't slept, but I figured out that I can make more money by cleaning up crime scenes. So I've just been scraping fucking guts off of walls and uh, mopping up blood. And it doesn't even bother me because the Comet Cola gives me like an iron stomach. It's amazing. I love Comet Cola. I have no idea what's going on right now. Welcome back. Now back to your scheduled programming. <laughs> oh, Jason Roscom, you fuck. You're hilarious. <laughs> oh, this guy. So, <laughs> Sid, I I don't think your balls would really stretch that far. You'd be surprised, man. My roommate in San Antonio, he trained his balls to be ultra stretchy by using pipe cleaners and then graduating himself to more and more hard objects and he would twist his balls up and he wouldn't exactly stretch them he would just spin them and spin them and spin them and spin them and then eventually they got so long he had to wear sumo underwear in order to keep him from sitting on them every time that he sat down sounds pretty good Jason, do you uh, MTGO? No, no, I sold my uh, my whole MTGO collection. However, I did look at my son's cards after his pre-release this last weekend, and I saw what he made for his deck, and then I saw the cards he got in his pool, and I asked him, what the fuck is wrong with you? Was his deck so bad that he's grounded? It, it, you know, we almost got to that point, but he had a lot of good white cards. He had all of those new pacifism-ish cards that are in this set, and then he got that uh, that two two double strike that has some shit going on. Yeah, and if you revolt, he gets a one one counter. Solemn recruit. Yeah, he's a one and white white. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, he didn't use white in his deck. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Come on. I thought I raised you better than this. I had to smack him a couple of times on the way home. But you know, a good backhand never hurts. So he tried to run infect. Terrible, terrible decision. You know. Yeah. All right, I'm glad you brought up Infect. So is Infect playable now without Jataxian Pro? Because we played some we played some games, and you played some Infect. Tell me about the Infect deck now. Fuck, Tron's always a terrible kind of matchup. It's either, like, I either tear through you in the first couple turns, and you can't even fucking do anything, and you scoop, or else, like, it goes longer, and then there's nothing I can do. Because then you're, like, seven mana something, seven mana something, like, and then you're just drawing more shit, and... And you start excelling my shit, and I can't do anything. So it's like I really have to end the game within four turns. So in order to be like a Tron-style deck, I have to like skew my deck, my main deck, to run more like uh, um, ground swells, like four of ground swell, which is 
landfall, you get plus four, plus four, it, or else it's plus two, plus two for one green. So that's another, like, Mitable Krosa style effect. So I'm just, like, trying to put as m- much of that in, uh, blossoming defense, and just everything that pumps power or toughness to try to beat that style deck when I'm playing against you, but I'm not going to be able to do that versus the whole meta. So I feel like Tron's going to be super powerful moving forward. Um, Infect does have good game against it, but it's just kind of like if it goes too long, it's 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 really hard for us to for Infect to rebound, you know. Well, let me ask you this: How how often playing Infect have you relied on Jataxian Probe as a means to make sure that the coast is clear before you just fucking go all in and go for the kill? I mean, how how often is it that you know you probe the guy? Oh, you have no removal, or you only have one removal that I can beat. Okay, I'm all in, and you're dead. More often than not, a taxing probe was used in a game one to see what deck they were on. And if you mm-hmm. saw they were on Jund or whatever, if they had an instant kill, then you would kind of back off or try to play a more like mediocre game, game one. But it like really cleared the coast. But I would sideboard this out almost every game one or a couple oh, really? of them. Once I know what deck they're on, I just can play cautiously around specific cards, certain types of wipes or removal. And, you know, I can bring in spell snares versus that or uh, Apostle's Blessings to, you know, counter past that exile or whatever. And I feel like the information is great, but it's better in game one over anything else. So, I mean, that's information that you're going to gain. So, in fact, best game is to probably just go hyper aggro from here. Win that game one, and after you get that information, then use your 15 cards to try to like back the throttle off and, and figure out what you're doing. All right. Do you feel like Infect is still a tier one deck after losing Jatak's Improb? It's going to be more like all-in style because you're not going to have the information. You're going to probably run uh, a couple you know, Serum Visions in place of that or some sort of uh, draw couple card you know i mean they ran sleight of hand for a while that might come back but i feel like you know serum vision is just a better option yeah but if you go all in i mean at that point doesn't it just make you less consistent overall if you're just like all right i'm all in do you have the removal Uh, and if they have it then you're fucked right it'll be easier to win an fnm but harder to win a large tournament i think it'll be probably less consistent like you said so yeah i think it's going down it'll probably be tier two hopefully tier one i mean i i play that shit but i mean i play also play affinity and they're never stop printing tools for affinity you know yeah and i i feel like as long as become immense is still a card then it's always going to be close to tier one because that card is just fucking disgusting yeah i mean it's like when you in standard when they had uh a target red the teamer battle rage become immense combo it's like mm-hmm. the i win button and with the yeah. effect you don't have to double it they're already at half-life yep Jason. Well, I got you here. I've always wanted to hear you tell me about basically the thing that put you on the map in the MTG community, and that was the awesome legacy finish with the Slivers deck, man. <laughs> and Slivers, Slivers are fucking sweet, dude. And I want to know, like, what put you on the Slivers deck originally? Like, what was the preparation process for uh, mastering the deck and even if you still play the deck now. Well, okay, so a a couple of things. First of all, I mean, I've always loved Slivers. You know, I was playing Magic when Slivers were first introduced to the game, you know, back before most of you guys were even born, probably. But, uh, yeah, you know, I've always loved Slivers. I've always thought Tribal was a a, a very 
fun way to go in Magic. Granted, it was a little casual, uh, a little, uh, I don't know, is it Timmy? You would call it. But anyway, always love Slivers. And then for this particular Legacy GP, you got to remember, this was right after Cons came out. And this was before the bannings of things like uh, Treasure Cruise came out. So everybody was on like Blue Red Delver uh, and, and all of that. So I'm like, well, why don't I just go a little bit outside the box and I'll, I'll go with Slivers. I had all the pieces I needed for it. I just had to borrow a couple of uh, dual lands from uh, a local friend here who uh, who was more than willing to, to let me borrow his cards. And I'm like, you know what? Let me go outside the box a little bit. I think I can beat Blue Red Delver in most matchups with Slivers. And uh, and I went in and the, the best part about that whole GP was every time I beat somebody in that day one, they would get so fucking pissed because they lost to Slivers. It was the best feeling in the world. Um, yeah, so it was just... And and I, I will never forget this round, like seven or eight opponent I had. He kept saying over and over again, oh, fuck, who was it? He's like, oh yeah, I, I, I beat Reed Duke in an earlier round. <laughs> You know, there's no way I can lose. The guy was playing Dredge, by the way, an old version of Dredge. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I beat Reduke before. You know, this, I'm, I'm definitely going to win this. And he was saying this throughout the whole match. And then I proceeded to 2-0 him, and he was so fucking pissed the whole time. It was, uh, it was a great experience overall. I'll just say that. That sounds amazing, dude. It was just a great meta choice for the, the tournament, you think? Pretty much. Unfortunately, my luck kind of ran out on day two because I played against uh, Elves and then... Um, Merfolk, <laughs> another tri- two tribals that actually kicked the shit out of me in day two. So that kind of messed up my chances to make any kind of top eight or top 16. But it was still a fantastic weekend overall. And, uh, you know, slivers are real. Don't don't ever forget about slivers because in, in legacy or modern, they'll come back and they'll bite you in the ass if you're not ready for them. Slivers are the Mexicans of magic. They'll team up on you. Don't worry. Look out. And, and they and you cannot outfuck them. You cannot outfuck them. They will keep mass producing, and they will just be- get bigger and bigger. And you know, you just you have to respect that. Fucking a. So on to the last question. I know I like fucking hit you with a bunch of questions. I'm excited. Do you still play the Slivers deck though? I sort of do. Again, I play casually with a coworker now, uh, and I do play Slivers, but I don't play the the full on legacy version of Slivers. I, I did sell a lot of my high value cards when i got out of magic last march so no i don't have the the full legacy slivers deck together anymore was that at the uh the height of the eldrazi madness so you got good value or was that after that uh, when i sold out uh yeah, yeah that was at the, the height of everything i mean i i only sell cards when i'm making a profit on them how much did you make off of those caverns because that card's crazy now oh is it like i mean they were when i got caverns they were like 10 15 each because I got them when they first came out with what Avison restored, and I think I sold them when they were roughly about sixty dollars retail. So I think I got about forty dollars each out of them. So yeah, I mean, I certainly made some money. Like, what are they now? I know they haven't reprinted them yet, which is fucking ridiculous. You came out pretty good on them. Um, I don't pay attention to the paper prices too much, but I know online they're retailing at about twenty-eight. Oh, okay. They haven't reprinted them at all lately have they online they're always doing a flashback draft so of course you know when avison came out i was trying to get some of those because i kind of wanted to build an eldrazi deck for legacy yeah. but i didn't get any caverns i got a foil crater hoof 
though. That was 28 ticks, so nice. that was pretty dope. Oh, shit, yeah. Cavern of Souls is still about 60 uh, retail for paper, so. Seems yeah. good. They really need to reprint that already. Yeah, it should have been an expedition, for sure. I feel like that over, uh, you know, the uh, Ally Encampment or whatever the fuck that shit was, the core, <laughs> core fucking haven. Yeah. Well, I think that they're going to reprint Cavern of Souls whenever they bring Tribal back as a mechanic. It'll probably be in a standard set because they'll want Tribal to be good. Yeah, and you know, they've been getting away from counter spells, so I don't think it's too overpowered for standard. Um, yeah, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't reprint it in a standard set. Maybe in Amaket we could see the return of some tribes, man. There could be a lot of cool things. Like, I'm expecting that there will be a lot of Sphinxes in Amaket. And, like, I really dig Sphinxes, man. Oh, yeah. I'm glad they brought the Cat Monkey back into the frame. Like, I feel like my Cat Monkey EDH deck is really going to fucking take off, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, is yeah. there a new Cat Monkey card? Because I knew they had the Cat Monkey card in fucking uh, Kaladesh, the common that was, like, unplayable, Wily Bandar. Is there a new Cat Monkey? The card's called Scrounging Bandar. It's 1-1 one one green. Scrounging Bandar enters a battlefield with 2-1-1 one one counters on him. So he's a 0-0. Zero zero. He comes a 2-2. Two two. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may move any number of 1-1 one one counters from Scrounging Bandar onto another target creature. And then also, there's the monkey from the legendary guy. There's like a monkey token. And that monkey token's fucking badass. It's like, for, it's like a legendary creature. So, I mean... Brian Travis from the Castle Exile slash Magic and Hash Facebook group was toting that he got a token at his pre-release, and uh, I was pretty jealous. Do you think Brian Travis is a real guy? Because he's just this <laughs> suave-looking dude, and I think that he may just be a plant by some gay porn cam site <laughs> just to like lure in gamers that have disposable income to try to cam with him while he's fingering his butthole. He looks like a sexy guy that would be on uh, a TV show about nerdy shit. I.E. Olivia Munn, Attack of the Show. Attack of the Show. Attack. And then he's just like, hey, what's up? And he like wears glasses, but he looks like he's got a six pack under every shirt he's wearing. And you're like, fuck this guy. But he's hilarious. So I love that guy. Is he real, though? And for that matter, is Rachel Agnes real or is she just a plant? for like guys oh. to cam with her i mean both of rachel agnes is real i mean rachel agnes is real sorry i keep stumbling there she's amazing and i <laughs> thirsty <laughs> uh, shout out to rachel agnes hopefully you do well in your vintage super league we're rooting for you here at magic and hash Without me being incredibly thirsty, <laughs> Roscom, I got a couple questions. You've been on uh, higher standards, obviously. Cast from Exile. You were on an episode of Mana Pool, I believe. I, I remember hearing I you was? on there. The Mana Pool. All right, welcome. So I'm gonna have my daughter describe this card to Chewy. So it's um. It's a green card. It's got a squirrely monkey on it with a key. I'm Chewy. I'm Chill Bearded. I don't know, man. All right. My daughter's crying as hard as she can. Uh, is it Scrounging Bandar? God damn you, Mike. Yeah, it's a monkey cat. All right. No, no, go to bed, honey. Welcome to the mana pool, I guess. And then did you write for Pure MTGO? And that shit, you stopped writing for there or what? 
I did, yeah. I wrote a couple articles for Pure MTGO, and don't forget I was on Monday Night Magic a couple times as well. What's that? Uh, I wrote for Pure MTGO, wrote for uh, MTG Bro Deals, like Sid said. Um, so yeah, you know, I got around a little bit. I was like the village whore. Yeah, like me right now, Thirsty. Project VCR, which is an amazing cast, by the way. Um, oh, well, thank what, you. What movies or franchises do you want to pass on to your, your children, your lineage moving forward? Uh, aside from Star Wars, everyone wants to pass on Star Wars. I mean... Well, obviously, yeah, Star Wars is the big one, but th- there's a lot of movies that I can't wait to share with my kids that they're just not old enough for yet. Uh, A couple in particular, one is The Warriors from 1979, which is a fantastic fucking movie. If you have not seen The Warriors... Uh, it it's it's often on Netflix all the time. Just a fucking phenomenal movie. You have to uh, a badass PS2 game also. Yep. And then even more so than that, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, which is not appropriate for children at all, is A Clockwork Orange. Welcome back to the best men of 2016 awards brought to you by Comet Cola. All right, everybody. The award for Father of the Year goes to Jason Roscom. A very good, very deep, very um, yeah, very controversial movie. Uh, fan fucking tastic. In fact, I've been waiting before we actually review it on Project VCR. I've been waiting for a milestone, like episode 100, if we ever get that high. Try to watch Memento with about six other people. About half an hour in, someone pointed out that it was on mute. None of us had noticed that high. My parents asked why my eyes are so red. I told them because I have laser vision. That high. But uh, that's a movie I hold very near and dear to my heart. Sid and I will come on the Requiem for a Dream episode. Ooh, that would be actually pretty fucking amazing. That movie is a trip, to say the least. But uh, Dude, that movie is a total fucking bummer. Ass to ass, man. That I've never been so sad about ass to ass in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, besides, you know, those movies, I, I have been a big fan of the Star Trek movies from the old continuity to even the new J.J. Abrams movies. I've always liked Star Trek as well. I wouldn't. I would love it if my kids eventually got into that. But my kids are a bunch of little assholes because every time I try to introduce them to something that I like, they seem to reject it except for Star Wars. So, you know, what can you do? Can't argue with the Jedi. I mean, they're basically like pirates, like swashbuckling fucking dudes, but they're like moral and just and they have like superpowers like a superhero. It's basically like the Superman of 
of movies. Because Superman had like every power. He can fly, he can shoot people with laser vision, he can blow, freeze breath. Superman was a fucking show off. Whereas like Bruce Banner. The Hulk. He like turned into the green shit. Smash! And then there's Bruce Wayne, and he like had gadgets. <laughs> I've never seen you laugh before. I don't think I like it. Cut it out! I mean, that was his superpower, just, I guess, being smart and, like, athletic. I liked Iron Man just because he got surly, dude. He didn't give a fuck. He's rich as shit, and he's like, yeah, I, and I banged tons of bitches. Guess what? I got tons of money. You know? That's the man that I truly want to be. It's Tony like, Stark, Iron Man. It was always kind of like a moral decision if he wanted to help or not, and that's what I liked about him. He had his own shit going on. It's like, man, I'd love to save this the world. This chick's been fucking tagging me on Facebook till 3 in the morning. I'd really love to go get a piece. That's the comic I want to read. Nice. Better than Venom. That's not what you want to see when you're encountering a puss, right? There's some terrible nicknames for vaginas in the in the Marvel slash DC. Carnage. Fucking doppelganger. You don't want that shit. Wolverine. Basically any villain from the Maximum Carnage arc you don't want to fuck around with. Every character's made to seem fierce. So if you name like even like Jubilee. You're like, oh, is it like a sparkly pussy? I mean, that's like the best thing. Kitty Pride <laughs> is probably like the best looking pussy you'll see around. I've never been a Marvel guy, so I don't get most of these references. Sorry. Okay, so DC. Um, what's some hot girls in DC? Yo, Lois Lane has got to be the most loose bitch out there in the whole fucking comics universe. I mean, if you're Superman and you're fucking banging that shit, I mean, come on. And like... I don't think she can even... Do you think an egg catch that super sperm? Wouldn't it just, like, eat right through her? And she'd just, like, be shitting out fucking, like, Superman's sperm and just, like, oh, that's just a hole now. Like, I'm not gonna have babies or even shit right for a week. How can she handle his seed unless he just always comes on her face or on the, in a towel or something? I mean... I don't know. You'd think that would decapitate her if he did that, so... I just yeah, don't, I don't know, know man. any Superman would be doing that. <laughs> I guess it's all a matter of can he pull it back, you know? Can't when when that moment comes, does no pun intended, does he have that control to just like not just fucking like shoot his jizz like straight through her and just like blow a hole in her back? Well, the dude can stop I'm, a bullet. Don't you think in that moment he's like, I got this later, and then it just happens. He's like, ah, oh, dude, whoo, that shit just got past me, sweetheart. Like, I'd ride that one out. Like when you're feeling it. You just got to grind that out. How are you going to stop mid-flow to, like, run into the the kitchen, grab some cellophane, run back, wrap it around your dick, and then enter right before you come? Like, fuck that. So unrealistic. The Flash, on the other hand, he's all about that. Like, he didn't quit it. In and out. They don't even know what happened. You know, he could be, like, the most notorious serial rapist. For all we know. And even if he gets him pregnant, he can co-hang her and be out before she knows it. Dude, that was too, too, too far. <laughs> <laughs> See, the Green Lantern could always do, like, the green ring, and he could, like, put, like, a green uh, Plan B pill in a girl's mouth. All right, all right. Okay. We're going there. Sid is so shocked. I mean, he's speechless right now. The thing, like... There's been questions of his, like, if his dick was rock hard. Or I can't even get a fucking word in edgewise with you degenerates, man. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm fucking just, I'm, I'm just hanging back and watching this fucking show plummet into deplorableism. 
Isn't that where you guys always are? So, I mean, this is nothing new, right? I felt like we're, we're raging, dude. Quality. Yeah, and how the fuck can I follow Travis Wu? I mean, come on. Like, that guy is a fucking god in the magic community. And then you follow with me? Come on. Really? Well, next week we will have uh, Caleb Shearer, Brian Brondewin, and Owen Turnwald. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what's your name again? Uh, don't even worry about it. It's not important. Thanks for donating a dollar. You're welcome. It's the least I could do. We really do appreciate your support. And any other Patreons, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, we got tons of downloads. You guys love this shit. Do you, I want to, like, give you this flow about Jason Roscom right here? Blah! Mmm, shit's getting crazy. I'm fucking drunk. I love Roscom. Kind of. Uh, Roscom, 90s like Blossom. I'd fuck sick, she's awesome. Whoa! Play possum. Was that Chris Hansen? Near miss, come get some. One of my cohorts, an aficionado of esports with a homemade militia of sorts. He'll make you dribble your shorts, run back to your fort to attempt a retort. Eventually coming up short, you're not a cancer, you're just a wart. Never soar, always fear. Jason Roscoe. Do you think I really want to, like, talk about Sid Swami right here? Blah! Aha! Oh, Eclipse! Oh. Silicious, so vicious, come rip with us. Superfluous synthesis of hate with bliss, don't miss. He's piss, hold the bin, religion with sin, no escapism from within, super saiyan burning haters, Hadouken! Hop in, motherfucking non-stopping, fear cropping, fuck CFE lifestyle, what? Sid, why, bro? Get some, Sid Swami, brother from another mother. It shit's gonna happen. Actually, I love it, and I do it for you fans. So support us. Sid Swami needs a new O-ring cushion for his hemorrhoids. That's true, y'all. I had fucking all the hemorrhoid cream was used on the lady's cooch. So I don't have any hemorrhoid cream left. That shit's real inflamed, and I need a ring to sit on because it hurts. Did you recently share a room with uh, Matt Hoover? Is that what that's really about? Starting Swami Corp, his first person that he is representing is Travis. Aside from Travis Wu, do you have anyone else that you're considering, Sid, moving forward in in Swami Corp? Well, if I find out that Rachel Agnes is a real person, I think that she can draw some money, dude, because, I mean, come on, dude, look at her. Sid, good choice, man. She could. You think she'd be a villain or a uh, a face for our uh, our situation? Well, you could either book her as a villain, or you could probably get her over more if you put her as the valet to a villain. So I'm thinking that Rachel Agnes as a valet to Travis Wu equals just millions and billions. Are you gonna be just like? the pallbearer to the undertaker or are you going to have your hands in other pockets? Should I pull a face and a fucking valet on my own? Or are we going to have multiple heels in our magic and hash lineup here? 
because I've been reaching out to Brian Brondowin and this guy is harder to get a hold of than my uh, dead grandmother. I mean, I've been sending my dead grandmother emails and she will not send me my birthday money for the life of her, pun intended. But Brian Brondowin, we talk publicly on Twitter or whatnot, but friend me, fuck. I got some good shit to say. Plus, I'm sure, I doubt Owen Turnwall likes this. I doubt Reed Duke likes this because we fucking shit on all them. A there, cast. The tuna cast. Look out. Yeah. Deep tuna. You know, you have to actually release episodes, though, to be considered a podcast. So shit. I'll just... Listen to episode 12, the one I was on, heavily produced and edited with sound effects. Tony the Tiger. They're great. What was that released in, what, April 16? Yeah. See, I recorded a CFE that was never released, and on the episode was Matt Hoover and the gracious Sid Swami. And uh, from that episode, inspired them to keep casting with the Timmy. And it must have been a great episode, and I have it on file. Ryan doesn't want to release it because it was just so amazing. He's really heartbroken about that Trump win. You know, he, he can't just, like, bring himself to release a new cast because he's still just so heartbroken about Trump winning. What's up, you, Ryan? What's up, Ryan? Why you gonna unfriend him with the shit? Ryan Brommel? Uh, where's Cast from Exile? Ryan Brommel, isn't he just a character on Magic and Hash? What's fucking Cast from Exile? Eh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I, I think Cast from Exile released an episode like somewhere like in the summer of 2016, something like that. They used to be a thing. Never as big as Higher Standards, but they, they were a thing. Did Higher Standards have t-shirts? Uh, no, but we had listeners, and that's the big difference between the two. Oh, shit. True that. True that. <laughs> Shots motherfucking fired. What you got to say, Ryan? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just glad that, despite the fact that Cast from Exile sucks, the one good thing about Cast from Exile Me is now on this show. Magic and Hash, or Ninjas of the Deep Hour, whatever this is. Uh, it'll be Magic and Hash. John is is part of Magic and Hash, but he's like um, he's intermittent, and that's good. It's like um, you know those famous podcasts with those co-hosts that just come on every once in a while. You know the ones. Yeah, those ones. Like uh, limited resources, and um, no. no, no, they're all there no. every, every or- time. They're or like the the Stone Cold podcast no. when every once in a while Stone Cold oh yeah no. he's on every episode huh yeah no <laughs> well it could be like a Magic and Hash where Tim and Sid aren't on every episode oh uh, well no no that's that's oh but it could be kind of like the Joe Rogan experience where every once in a while Joe no 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 it's just like um, I used to listen to Sirius and the Howard Stern show. They would always have like every once in a while he'd be out and they would have like um, the janitor host. Oh, wait, no, that didn't ev- that never happened. Fuck. Oh, this is weird, man. I guess that makes us a very special podcast because we have a fucking regular host that only shows up every once in a while. Because he's so fucking cool that he can't show up to podcast when we need to. I feel like Jason Roskam put in the content we wanted, personally. And he's got the sweet dimples that I, de- that I desire. Um, have, can you tell that I haven't been laid for a little while? So thirsty. When you're lusting over me, yeah, you can definitely tell. You need to fucking get some already. 
That voice is just so strict. I love it. <laughs> I tell it like it is, man. Jason, where can we find you? Uh, I, I guess you could find me on um, Twitter at Roscom76, though. Does anybody fucking use Twitter anymore? I mean, really? I've, I've kind of given up on Twitter overall. It's, it's a good place to follow Donald Trump, but otherwise there's really nothing good on there. Uh, really, though, if you want to get a hold of me, you can... Always email me for some reason if you still email. I don't think people do that anymore. jcroscom at gmail.com. But the real place you can get me is at my other podcast, Project VCR. You can catch us at Project underscore VCR on Instagram. That's where we do most of our, our content. And, of course, the Project VCR podcast. That's you, we, we review old movies, old video games. In fact, um, we just recently reviewed Friday the 13th Part 3 and Part 6. We reviewed Rogue One. We reviewed uh, Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Our next video game review is Star Fox 64, which I'm in the middle of playing. God, I fucking love that game. Do a barrel roll! This is Peppy. All barrel roll. Try a barrel roll. Slippy, get back here. Slippy, watch out. Oh, barrel roll. Everybody stay alert. You've got an enemy on your tail. Use the barrel roll. Enemy. Barrel roll. Analyze. Do a barrel roll. But yeah, you can get us there and uh, yeah, listen to the podcast. It's good shit. All right. I've been brushing up on Star Fox leading up to that. I'm, I'm actually pretty amped. I checked out the uh, the Jason 3 vs. Jason 6 episode. I love what Project VCR is putting down. Sid, where can we find you, bro? Shit, he's dead. Uh, shit, man. I got the ashram uh, pumping and jumping over here in an undisclosed location in America. But if you sit in front of a waterfall and chant the Maharaviji Mantra, for approximately 48 rounds or until the roots start to grow up your butthole, I will appear before you and give you directions. Thank you, Jason Roscoe. With all your inquiries, hit us up, magicandashgmail.com. Thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out.
Smoke a fatty to the dome, nigga lay high, thug down, smoking all night long. 